Don't you love it when the deacon holds up the gospel book for us? Don't you love that? I love that. I love that when you do that, deacon. Uh, It just calls us, you know, it, it reminds us again and again where the faith is in the gospel. Um, So where is Catholicism today? Where has it gone? What's become of it? Where is Catholicism today? The first Mass that I had as a Catholic priest, um, so I was ordained on a Saturday, and then I left my ordination, and I drove up to Buffalo to celebrate Mass with my mother, who had returned to the Catholic Church after being away for 72 years. And uh, so I had Mass with my mother and with, um, with uh, a close circle of friends and some family members. A little awkward because most of my family are not Catholic. So I was celebrating my first Mass with a congregation of mostly non-Catholics. But that's another story. So uh, I came home to our home parish, Holy Infant, uh, in York Haven, and I celebrated the next weekend's Masses. So on Saturday night, um, after Mass, I'm in the sacristy, and uh, this marvelous septuagenarian she was right out of central casting, wearing a pillbox hat. And she came into the sacristy, and she looked up at me, and she said, Oh, Father, when I heard that you had a wife and children, I said, I can't receive communion from him. And she said, Tonight I did, and so I can. And she literally became one of my most important tutors in Catholicism. She would say to me, oh, Father, that's not how we do it. And I would say, well, how do we do it? (laughs) And then she would instruct me, and then I could do it. Uh, So I would look to her. I'd ask her, how do we do this part? Uh, Where is Catholicism? Where does it abide? Has it gone anywhere? Have we lost Catholicism? Have we left it somewhere? Or has somebody stolen it and taken it away? So the Catechism says that all the faithful share in understanding and handing on revealed truth. How many faithful are here tonight? How many faithful? Okay. No, I don't mean judge yourself like, oh, I used to be so much more faithful than I am now. Maybe I can only raise half my hand. No, I mean, if you're a faithful cat, you know, you're here at Mass, right? So raise your hand. Okay, so we're the faithful, all right? And it says here, all the faithful share in understanding and handing on the revealed truth, they have received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Did you notice 
that one of the very first acts of the Holy Spirit was to create the universe? Have you noticed that? Have you ever gotten a glance at the universe? You know, watch like the National Geographic Channel or something? And you see the enormity, the expanse, the complexity, the vastness of the universe, and the Holy Spirit created that universe. And that's the same Holy Spirit who has anointed you. So you've received the anointing of the Holy Spirit who instructs them and guides them in all truth. So here's one part of the answer. Where is Catholicism? Where is our faith? It's in the faithful. It's in us. And it's there by the Holy Spirit who is its author. You have Catholicism in you. The faith of Christ is inside you. All right, so that's one part of the answer. And then we say, well, we, we, where, you know, how does it come to us? All right, so I, all right, I get the idea that it's in the faithful, but how does it come to us? Well, the catechism says this. The whole body of the faithful cannot err in matters of belief. This characteristic is shown in the supernatural appreciation of faith. Sensus fide. Sensus fide. Tom, what is sensus fide? The sense of the faithful meaning? And, and we, it says cannot err. We cannot err in this, right? So the truth of God, his revelation, is in us. Tom and I shared ministry together in another place at another time, so uh, that's, that's why I was looking. I, I also look to Deacon for help, too, uh, when I need it. So it says, from the bishops to the last of the faithful they manifest a universal consent in matters of faith and morals. Now, I'm going to go into that just a little bit. But first of all, on the part of the whole people, the whole people. So again, here we come to the faith is in, resides in, arises from the whole Catholic people. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. The teaching office of the church is the office of the bishops delegated to the priests, and the priests share it with the catechists. So that's where the faith must come from. But wait a minute. It says this. From the bishops to the last of the faithful... They manifest a universal consent in matters of faith and morals. A universal consent. So, um, what, what, car, what, what car are you driving tonight? A Toyota? What year? 2010? 2010? 
you have the keys? Do you have the keys? May I borrow them just for a moment? Okay. Yeah. So, um, who needs a car? <laughs> anybody looking for a 2010 Toyota? Because, uh, here, the keys are here. I'm consenting to giving them to you. But you probably want to participate in that consent, right? Cons <laughs> oh, that's that kind of car. All right, we'll take another. Uh, cons there's no such thing as one-way consent, right? There's not one-way consent. There, it's a two-way thing. Consent is two-way. There has to be a mutual consent for a meaningful and valid exchange to take place. You can't just consent one side, one way. Now, what the catechism is telling us is that there has to be a consent between the bishops, the teaching office, and the faithful. It has to be a mutual consent, a universal consent in matters of faith and morals. So it means that there has to be an equal exchange, equal consent. It is not top-down, but together. We have together the faith. The faith isn't in a bishop's cabinet somewhere where he goes once a year or twice a year and it's confirmation time and he says, oh, where's that faith? Open the cabinet's doors. I, I knew I put it here somewhere and bring it out and and uh, hand it out uh, at confirmation time. No, there has to be this universal consent. Why? Because the people of God, the faithful, have been anointed with the Holy Spirit and given the truth. It resides within them, and the bishop cultivates that, and like a gardener brings forth the fruit of it and hands it back. So Catholicism isn't hidden away somewhere in some bishop's safe. It's within the faithful, and the bishop is the one who, who propagates that, who helps to, to, uh, to uh, uh, harvest it for the faithful. And then finally, the catechism says this, by this appreciation of the faith, aroused and sustained by the Spirit of Truth. Notice it doesn't say aroused and sustained by the bishops. Aroused and sustained by the Pope. Aroused and sustained by the catechists. Aroused and sustained by the publishing companies. It doesn't say that. It says that it is aroused and sustained by the Spirit of truth. That would be the Holy Spirit, the one who created the universe and the one who anointed you and gave you the truth inside of you. Aroused and sustained by the Spirit of truth, the people of God. Who's the people of God? Raise your hands. Are you the people of God? Good. I'm glad you know that. The people of God, guided by the sacred teaching authority, the magisterium, this is an authority that stands out there that bishops access, priests access, deacons access, catechists access, and the whole faithful access that teaching office, but it is not in their pockets. 
receives the faith once for all delivered to the saints, the people, the people unfailingly adheres to this faith, penetrates it more deeply with right judgment, and applies it more fully in daily life. So you notice now that it is not those that wear the garments that are the keepers of the faith. You know, sometimes it looks like, at least I've had the impression in the Catholic Church that some people think that I keep the faith under here somewhere. You know, like, where's the faith? It's under there. No, I don't keep that somewhere here. The faith abides in the people of God. And when we assemble ourselves together, as we are now for the Holy Mass, when we gather ourselves together for devotions as we we do in the 40 hours, when we assemble ourselves to pray, uh, to study the Scriptures together, uh, when we have our, uh, our religious instructions, uh, when we assemble for fellowship with one another, we're cultivating, we're harvesting, we're fostering the faith that abides in us. So when we ask the question, where is Catholicism? Where has it gone? What's happened to it? We need to look right here. Right here within our hearts and lives and in our assembling together in the people of God in the universal consent between all the faithful, the bishops to the last of the faithful together. This is where Catholicism is. And so nothing's been lost. Nothing's been left behind. It's right here where it's been all along.